Hey everyone, this is Clay with Nanobot Rock, bringing you yet another mixtape with some of our favorite offerings of local and independent music. This week's topics include Tina Turner, reminiscing about the days of the record store, universal love of Flaming Hot Cheetos, the different ways you can pronounce Palladium, and the pitfalls of buying an album just for one track. After that, we attempt to cover the following songs. Juju's Rumpus Room, Sojourn by Jetensha, Alonzi by April March featuring Olivia Jean, and Callie's I Just Wanna. Full disclaimer, it gets messy sometimes, but it's a fun ride anyway. This is Nanobot Rock Mixtape. There is a new documentary on Tina Turner, which is on HBO, apparently. I haven't watched it, but I really want to. Uh, it, it's it, Tina Turner, to me, is has always been one of those just fun, energetic, upbeat, let's have fun, let's dance, let's party, let's sing kind of thing. Even though well, she's simply she, the best. Oh. She, I mean, she had a, it's, it's easy to forget her her dark past like she has been through some serious crap who it's easy to forget it well yeah because you're so focused on how amazing she is as a musician how like she's over 50 and she's still got like the rocking legs up on stage and kicking ass but then it's like you you are you become so fixated on that and just how glorious she is that it, you could almost just set aside the fact that she came from a really crappy place that, and she's been beat the shit out of her on a daily basis. That's what I mean. And apparently the documentary dives into that and, and she announces that she's pretty much granted. I think we all knew, but she's done with performing and done with music. And well, I, I mean, just, I, you said 50, but she's like, she's gotta be. Well, no, uh, I mean, as she's over 50, she's still, she always had those like amazing, like she looked like she ran 13 miles a day before breakfast. Kind of she thing. is 81 years old. She was born on November 26th, 1939. Wow. She's amazing. And she ran Bartertown. Despite what, despite those who believe Master Blaster did, she ran Bartertown, 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 Bartertown. Coincidentally, that is the second time Bartertown has come up for me this weekend. Seriously, what, what kind of conversations are you having? Like, dear, do you want poached eggs or Bartertown? What, what, how does Bartertown come up on? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we often ask questions in this house about, would you like this wonderful food? Or would you like a post-apocalyptic town where people fight to the death? Two eggs enter, one egg leaves. Poached eggs or Bartertown, Bartertown, Bartertown. It came up because we were... <laughs> had some uh, family over yesterday and... Brought some food out, and you know the kids. Like the minute that you bring any food out, like kids just de- descend upon it like a pack of hyenas. And so my my brother in law was just like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Come on, guys! This isn't Barter Town here. Let's." <laughs> so there you go. There you have it. Post apocalyptic Australian Tina Turner at Clay's house for food. I'm your private dancer. Wait, that has nothing to do with Barter Town. Okay. Uh, and we'll stop you from singing right there. No, I just, I'm very interested in watching the documentary. I've always loved Tina Turner. I mean, Tommy has come up on this several times. You even sang Acid Queen. So um, from us in our little, our little nanobot recording studio to all of you out there, wherever you are, especially her. Thank you, Tina Turner, for being amazing. 
It's worth noting, worth saying. She's awesome. I posed the question, Clay. On... Did you know that she recorded an album in 1974 called Tina Turns the Country On? Err. Missed name opportunity. Tina Turns. Err. Well, it was, she was still a member of Ike and Tina Turner Review. It was an attempt by her husband, Ike, to, dispo- to expose her to a wider audience. Was recorded that turn it, it was record, uh, produced by Nashville producer Tom Thacker. Album was made up of that mostly is. covers by various country and folk artists, including Chris Chris Christoph Chris Chris Christopherson, Bob Dylan, Olivia Newton John, James Taylor, and Dolly Parton. The track Bayou Song is an original song written by written for Turner by PJ Morse. Although sadly there are no singles from this album. Not the Canadian punk rock group Gob, Tom Thacker. I'm going to go with no. And, you know, some 41. No. Okay. No. Okay. So well, that was fun. That's, that's, that was fun. Thank you, Tina. We love you. I posed a question on the Nanobot Rock social media, and I want to say thank you to everyone who participated in humoring me with these thoughts. I have a thought quite often, and uh, I don't always hold back. I had a thought. I thought I had a lot. No, I had a thought. I thought it a lot. I thought it was smart. Now I know that I'm not. That goes out to all the presidents of the United States fans out there. I thought thought that a lot. I thought. You thought. I I posed this question uh, apparently three days ago, according to... Time. The world of the internet. (laughs) Thank you, Time. (laughs) <laughs> have have you ever purchased an entire album because of just one song? Isn't that the point? Isn't that yes, yes, <laughs> many? Well, I raised this uh, right. So I, I raised I this question. Of the, I think all of them. Well, I raised this question because it seems like anymore people aren't indulging in full albums. It just it doesn't feel like that's really a thing anymore, which bothers the the living crap out of me. People are just so single or, or EP oriented that they want just a a little snippet of something. And I started thinking about just back in the day when you had, you know, record shops were, were abound and malls, there were, there were music stores and things like this. And, and you'd go in and uh, he's going to, he's going to love me for bringing this up, but you know, you'd hear, and I'm talking about Stephen Wright, but you'd hear one week by the bare naked ladies on the radio. And then you'd go to the music store and buy the album. And then, You'd find out if you liked it or you didn't, or you'd go and you'd hear, I don't know, a Violent Femmes track and because you'd, you'd go by the whole record. And so I pose that question because I'm just curious if anybody still listens to one song and goes by the record. I do. I've spent way too much money on that. Um, a lot of them are music that we have one song in the mixtape and I go by the whole record. But um I'm going to flip it a little bit here, and I want to know your answer, Clay, is if you've ever purchased an album and almost immediately regretted it after you bought it for one song, and then you go, oh, God, what did I get into? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I can think of plenty, but I don't want to delve too too deep into my personal uh, terrible choice in music. Um, Cher's Believe was just, it, it was the end of her career. I just couldn't imagine she'd do a song like that. No, I mean, it had to be something terrible, like, you know, 30 Seconds to Mars or something like that, that, although he can, he can shred on vocals, but, uh, uh, I'm trying to think like, I mean, I haven't bought an album 
and I know that this is, I'm, I'm terrible because of this, but ever since the birth of Spotify, you know, I'm one, of, I'm one of the bad people that will listen to an album on Spotify and actually not purchase it. And Greg is shaking his head at me. <sighs> I think I make up for both of us though. It's all right. I buy, I buy enough music for two people. There you go. Um, but back when I did buy albums, there were only two ways that I would purchase albums. And one was that I enjoyed a single off of it and I would go buy the album. Or I would forget to mail in my Columbia House card and I would get the album. Those were the only <laughs> two ways that I would get that I would get new music. Wait, that second way, did you actually buy it though? Did you? Did you? Or do you still owe Columbia like seven cents? They'll never get from... it from me. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting. I'm waiting them out. <laughs> you and I, me, I, I mean, we did this. I know we did this a year ago. Now I'm trying to remember if we ever got to the bottom of Columbia House is actually still a thing or not. Probably not. We're we're gonna leave that for next year. Stay tuned for 2022 to find out if Columbia House is really still a thing. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> wait a really long time to tie up some loose ends here. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, like Marvel shows, cliffhangers. Do, do, do. Will Wanda save Columbia House? Find yeah. out next year. <laughs> House of C. Uh, <laughs> that sounds dirty. Never mind. Um, <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> now and uh, the, so you yeah, bought it two ways there's a there's a lot i mean i'm trying i'm let's see here i bought um marcy playground because of sex and candy i bought flies holiday man because of got you where i want you okay holiday man was really awesome when it came out and then was virtually it? the whole record became massively overplayed within about 17 seconds i tried listening to the rest of the album i never really got into it well fine home is where the heart is wow i still remember that <laughs> i gotta look at when that came out now <laughs> why does that still i'm pretty sure it, still it was uh oh wait that was probably i want to say 99 1998 i was close you were you were enjoying the ocarina of time and listening to holiday man <laughs> It was a great time in the nano household. Uh, wow. What else? What else? What else? Um, I feel like we were more is, inclined to buy This is going to be amazing as I'm just like, it's just listing categorically off. It feels like in the 90s, we, we purchased full albums more. I feel like it felt like there was more of a draw to go out and buy a whole record. Well, and I would do it in uh, the, I would do it in the 2000s as well. Uh, yeah. And maybe this is a, topic for another time is if we still had record stores would kids be less bored today and i know this is like old guy saying things were better in my day but part of my weekend when i was in my late teens early 20s even up to my mid 20s you know before i got my zune i <laughs> i it, like it's saturday i'm gonna go to it and in maine or I should say in the Northeast, we had this great place called Newbury Comics. And it was big old space with with all the CDs and all the records and then all the comics. So I could spend hours there just 
you know, flipping through the CD bins, looking for something, uh, checking the sale, you know, checking the sale pile. And then I would go over and you know, check out the new X-Men comic or something like that. Like it was just a way to just enjoy several hours on the weekend with, I'd get in my car with my friends and we'd all go over there. And then it was afterwards, you're, you're sharing all your findings of all your really cool things that you found. And that was just... Check out this band Sublime, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. See, I, that Because I did buy, I did buy 40 Ounces to Freedom at Newbury Comics. See? There you and, go. I'd, and Marcy Playground and uh, The Flies because they were in the $2 bin because everybody knew they were terrible except for me. Not terrible, not terrible. But they didn't have much to offer outside their singles, at least in my opinion. I know you loved Holiday Man. Well, no, I just, I, for whatever reason, it's still stuck in my head. It's probably a very formidable time, formidable time, not formidable or both. Well, you know, teenage years time. suck. So, um, it's, I, it's interesting because I remember granted I would have been in Denver at the time when I was really, you know, in my formidable years of, of musical discovery, you know, right after elementary school, kind of up through high school. So that whole, that whole span where you could actually stretch your legs, go somewhere, discover something on your own, whatever. I, there was a, there was a, it was a music store and this isn't going to make sense to really anybody except for if you've been to Denver, but it was just west of I-25 on Arapahoe. It was down by the theater. The building became a Pier 1 after the music store went out. And if anybody remembers what it was, I, I genuinely want to know. But there was a um, a music store there. And it was it, that's what I loved is you could go in and you could take the CD and you could uh, some of the times they'd let you scan it with the headphones and it would play it. Or sometimes they'd push a button and yep. they'd have 10 CDs there that you could listen to and just discover it. And I mean, that's where I got Kiss Alive. Uh, I got so much music there. And then they also back when uh, Park Meadows Mall, for those again who are in the Denver area who've been there or know of it. When that opened, they had a Sam Goody inside the mall off the food court and, you know, a young teenage me going in there, flipping through all the CDs, the tapes, the, the posters, I got to get a poster of Steve Ray Vaughn and hang it on my wall, whatever it is. And, you know, crush on the cute girl who actually got the job at the record store behind the, the counter kind of thing. But, um, that was that was a weekend. You someone's friends, you know, a friend, someone's mom would drop you guys all off, or dad would drop you all off at the mall, and come pick you up two three hours later, and we'd spend a chunk of that in Sam Goody. Yeah, wasn't that a great time when parents were just like, "Okay, don't got a way to reach you by phone. Just gonna hope you don't get kidnapped in the mall. Have fun." Well, you'd See go you in three as a hours. group. Right, you'd go as a group and you'd meet up with other friends there or whatever from school. You'd just say, hey, let's all meet at the mall on Saturday at 1 before cell phones. Maybe someone would call the other house if their parents were listed in the phone book. But then you'd all go to the mall and you'd hang out. And So to answer your question, would kids be less bored if there were music stores around? I would say yeah, because it gives a... It was it was a safe place. I'm sure we annoyed the living crap out of the, the people that worked there. You know, a uh, lot of times it was question. the... It was the pretentious, you know, college student behind the... The counter, like, of course you want Frampton Comes Alive because you have terrible taste in music. Like, it's all part of musical discovery, you know? Just everybody gets their hands on Frampton Comes Alive. Everybody has a copy of the Eagles' greatest hits. Like, we get it. You, you have to figure it out at some point and you have to discover it. So lay off the pretense. Imaginary man behind the counter with, you know, your nose pierced and bleach blonde tips. Anyway, 
<laughs> we are uh, diving into some rich, rich territory with Greg right now. <laughs> let's dive into richer territory and let's talk about music, Clay. Mm, well, Greg, Glad our you first track on the mixtape of this week. Let's go on a journey. Yay! It sets off a unique tone, I must say. Hmm. And as I gather my thoughts for this track, which mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll find out as you listen to it was a little difficult, uh, I actually drew some parallels to what we do on a weekly basis with it. And I can see you're wrapped with attention as we as we discuss this. I uh, want to see where this goes. <laughs> uh, actually, well, it's it's pretty simple. There's a lot of chaos to the pace. There's like di- us. divergent paths that like us. get, get tread. But there is an order to that chaos. There's a Not method like to the madness. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes us. A root core to follow, and a love for flaming hot Cheetos. <gasps> I am talking about Juju single Rumpus Room. Health like a maracas. You don't care who hears. It costs a lot to feel this cuckoo. What is a base without a crisis? Just let them be as a crisis. No posture. Bad posture. Flaming hot Cheetos. Fuego Takis. The single off their latest album, Oh No, which is out now on Polyvinyl Records, was pitched as a duets album, which, yes, technically it is, and Rumpus Room does feature Angus Andrew of Liars, but this song and the rest of the album just features Juju doing what they do best, and not to copy Polyvinyl too much from what they sent us, but I'm, I'm going to because they say it really well, over Juju's career. They've made music, quote, for moments when life's harsh realities meet its existential mysteries. There's a profound sense of emotional vulnerability that weaves its way through the dozen albums the group has made, but also a spirit of openness and experimentalism. And this song puts that on full effect. Uh, I mean, just, you know, the, the it kind of starts out with this kind of just casual, uh, like a finger-picked melody, which, you know, it's kind of the, the common th- thread through this song. But then it just it just goes it just goes on a full chaos journey. And there's just all this crashing sound and Angus Andrew as well as Jamie Stewart just trading off on this song. And the, the lyrics are all over the place, the music is all over the place, but it's still just a just a rollicking good time. And and I think that you 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 touched on a term that I think we need to kind of focus on there. I mean, what Juju does so damn well and has done for nearly 20 years is define an experimental existence that is palatable to those who may be intimidated by the concept of experimental music. Uh, but let's let's lean heavy on that experimental. 
um, for those who may be new to to Zuzu, Rompus Room specifically dives unabashedly headfirst into experimental. I mean, there's there's zero apologies with this whatsoever. The the Australian vocals that come from Angus Andrew, as you pointed out, of Liars, I think is just a, a brilliant touch on this. But without hesitation, this is a headphone track. That's that's kind of the theme that we go with here is, is we find these tracks that we, we want to point out that you need to listen to with headphones on. But this is a headphone track. The complex layers land somewhere between stumbling into an underground interpretive dance performance in some dark alley and finding yourself watching an art film in a park among people that you would normally cross the street to avoid. But somewhere therein, <laughs> you become <laughs> captivated by the cadence and the rip, richly, richly vibrant layers of this song. And it, it for me, beca- it was so easy to just get lost in this. And I'm like, this this track is not something that I would probably like hear on the radio and turn it up if it just randomly came on. But once I discovered it, I went, oh my God, oh no, is just another brilliant piece in Juju's litany of collective. And it, it's... It, Rompus Room does a great job of making you feel semi uneasy, but also making you feel welcome all at the same time. You cough a lot. think to say that this song challenges the status quo of what you expect from music is an understatement but yes it's got it's just got such a danceable vibe to it even amongst all of the if you want to call it like banging on a kitchen pot chaos that is just kind of going and i know i'm saying chaos a lot with this because there's it feels like there's just like oh let's just Let's let's throw in some guy jumping on one foot playing a kazoo on the, on this side, and you know it's just there's random weird interstitial things that go on throughout the whole track, and then if you if you actually watch the video, which was which was actually uh, directed by Angela So of Shushu, it's just it's all it adds to that experimental quality of the whole thing. So now you're getting the audio and the visual. And the fun thing was, is I, I know I kind of teed it or I teased it earlier with the Flaming Hot Cheetos, but it comes up in the lyrics and actually like there's several scenes of her just eating a bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos during the video. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to watch me as I try to thread this one together, Greg. Opening some Cheetos, watching with Captivated. <laughs> <laughs> so talks about that visual and saying that 
she has this deep personal association with Flaming Hot Cheetos. And some of it goes back to being a in a childhood of being a latchkey kid where, you know, she would go to you know, the local local seven eleven and play Marvel versus Capcom and as long as, you know, she agreed to buy a Slurpee and some flaming hot Cheetos. And then, you know, proceeded to take a jumbo bag home and, you know, eat the whole thing in one sitting and lose taste for two days. And so the way that I'm trying to weave this all together is there's just something about the way that this track is set up with the way that she talks about this memory and looking at the video that it just, it reminds me of what it felt like to be, if I want to say young and free, but, you know, she said that she found all of her, you know, she, she found some notes like, you know, like fake runaway notes and her quote unquote metal melodramatic poems. And they're like dusted with the, the red powder from Cheeto dust. Cheeto, yeah. <laughs> of the flame and red Cheeto dust. And just those Cheeto dust memories just make me think of that. There was this time that we ate junk food and tried to think of all of these crazy creative ideas. And I just feel like everything in the song is just the embodiment of all of that. And the way that this comes across that the spinning distorted chaos almost embodies that youthful uncertainty that, that youthful drive that we had that, that, we're bored, we're going to the record store kind of experience there. And it, it, it's just that spinning, distorted chaos that attempts to come in to this track, but is consistently repelled by the grounded structure of Rompus Room, to me is as fascinating is, as it is enjoyable. And it's it's just untether the Cheetos and just dive into Rumpus Room and enjoy this because let yourself go. Don't be intimidated by the experiment or the experimental moniker that may go with this seriously untether the cheetos go check out juju's rumpus room and oh no is out now via polyvinyl records oh no check out those duos duets duo lingo du- duo cheetos Duality. cheetos of dose dualism the duel check it out cheetos check it out cheeto jousting Shifting out of the experimental with pretty much, I, I will say that the rest of the mixtape here this week is not going to get as experimental as Juju, but we definitely thank Juju for that track and for the experimentalism because it it's always good to just kind of shudder the status quo, if you will. Untether the Cheetos. The next track Shuffle is- Shuffle off com- this Cheeto coil. <laughs> the great Cheeto coil. The center of the earth, science won't necessarily- Confirm this is Webster's made of Dictionary Cheetos. Webster's Dictionary defines Cheetos as... Constructed earth. as... 
the next track comes to us from, well, I'm just going to say that right now they're calling Montreal home, uh, but they've been on quite the journey. What was that look for? Some might call Montreal home. <laughs> well, they were married in Colorado, spent some time in Australia. They've, they've started in Vancouver. They've, they've been they're, places they're, is what you're saying. They've, they've been places. Yes. I'm on talking the, on about their, and they've ridden around on their jetentia. On their jetentia. The next track is the duo of David and Aaron Rose under the moniker Jetentia, and the song is Sojourn. gravitated to this track before I knew anything about Jatensha. I learned about Jatensha and it only elevated my appreciation of their sound, their abilities, their, I, I don't know, uh, nomadic, free-spirited journey that's, that's gotten here, them here, I guess. I, I don't know. But uh, David, a classically trained pianist and guitarist, and Rose, who was really aspiring to be kind of Tom Petty, Mark Knopfler, guitarist as a child and then became self-taught in other instruments combined to make a sound that super that is superficially simple but elegantly paired and mesmerizing and i found it interesting that you have this classically trained and then kind of the self-taught as well and they pair together they mesh so well the draw of david leading the song after coming out of that mellow strum giving way to synth it absolutely captured my attention the the sauntering vocal delivery that exists here but then just before the minute mark, Rose comes in with her airy vocals and lifts this track to a duet that it, it comes from a dark place, but it, it feels reassuring and bright. And it just adds life to the story that they're selling with Sojourn. You brought up kind of that uh, diametric pairing of the classically trained and the self-taught, you know, their, their peanut butter and jelly, whatever you want to, you know, if you want to say whatever. <laughs> tomato, tomato, <laughs> potato, potato. Let's just call the whole thing off. Where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> That's neat. I I was bringing it up for a reason. I swear, there was a reason for all of this. Let's let's just let's just talk my way through it right now. This is fun. This will be fun for everybody. You, you talked about that diametric pairing uh, about the classically trained and the self-taught and how they kind of come together here, and you know whether it's some kind of metaphor of. You got chocolate on my peanut butter or whatever. That just these these two different schools of thought that created. I'm I just want to say, almost like the feel good song of the summer, even though we just entered spring, where it's it's got this lazy 
feel good beachy road trip vibe to it of you know the just the imagery of an oversaturated 35 millimeter camera you know somebody driving in a car and kind of waving their hand to the to the wind like it's just it's got just a wonderful comprising of all of these elements of that that throwback kind of surfer vibe coupled with a modern indie telling of it and yes like like you you brought up just the the back and forth of Martinez and Hubbard's vocals as they take different tracks what what they've what they've done of just being this indie pop duo again like Martinez with those reverb guitars and then like it's just it's so simple but it works so elegantly We would be remiss if we did not talk about the inspiration uh, of this song. Um, inspiring, not necessarily in a bright and shiny kind of way, but in an honoring and uh, in a very loving, uh, coming from a very honoring and loving place. The inspiration for this song, which basically means temporary stay, sojourn, temporary stay, comes from really a, a heartbreaking experience where friends of the duo, recently married, were lost in a motorcycle accident. And there's a line in here that stands out to me um, that starts out with, tell me what's the point of living a lie cooped up in a cage if we're all going to die. And then the end of the line, it says, and smile to think that I have no regrets. And it's it's this parallel that it's drawing of you got to live life, but the life lived, if cut short, was it? a life well lived or was it worth it because you have no regrets and take that chance love be friends with pick up the phone you know experience life is kind of what i what i got out of sojourn from the just the very i guess forefront lyrical prowess of this this song the the what it's plainly trying to say and it is a temporary stay we all have a temporary stay but the way that they take this idea this inspiration for this song lyrics like that and create that just not a lament but a almost a call to get in the car roll down the window like you said wave your arm out on the wind and breathe in fresh air and go take that trip go spend time with friends go find that record store whatever it is um it's it's so inspiring it's it's really just picking yourself up from loss and inspiring to live that's that's what really stuck out to me with this track. And that's what I really loved about it because you can listen to it and you can be so inspired and feel so fresh and airy and bright about it. Or you can reflect on it and, and it exists at the same time. And this is the first of 12 songs that we'll receive from Jatensha. It 
Sojourn leans bicycle into <laughs> Sojourn leans into the snare, both on head and and breaking down, playing the lip, playing the edge of the snare, the sound that that comes across, and it keeps its head above water with that light touch. So when it, when it's all paired together, the way that they do it with the instruments and then the way they do it with the lyrics, that it, it just comes across as this full-bodied, all-encompassing, warm, almost anthem for me. So go experience life. Go experience Shitensha and their new track, Sojourn, out now. And look for more from them in the future. Enjoy. Greg, are you ready? I was born ready, baby. Let's go. Woo! Allons-y! Our next track takes on a bit of a throwback trip to the birth of cool. It's Go-Go, Mod... The tenth Ro- Doctor. Mod, Rockabilly, French Art House, and Spy Film all in one. Without further ado, I present Allons-y by April March and Olivia Jean. From the opening hi-hat tapping to the digging baseline, you know you're bound for a 60s dance party. April March and Olivia Jean have released their split 7-inch Palladium EP, and it's out now via Third Man Records. And the the track was, uh, I'm trying to think, they, I believe they recorded it three different times. Once with uh, April March doing the, the French version of Alonzi and Olivia Jean doing the version in English, Let's Go. And but we're going to we're we're going to concentrate right now on on March's version, which is the the French Alonzi, like I talked about. And uh, this song is just got <laughs> like our first one. It's got a lot going on. Where you've got that that hi hat drumming that we were talking about before, and then you've got you know Olivia Jean's kind of rockabilly guitar cutting in and out, 
And then April March, who's past, I was really interested to learn about that she had started out as an <laughs> animator for Disney, Disney and worked with on Pee Wee Herman, Ren and Stimpy, Archie Comics. She waited, worked with Steve Ditko of of Spider Man fame. Like she's got a resume already in art, and you can just see like this this song to me. Well, very simple in its element and core. It has an artist flair to it. That's uh, one way to put it. What's another way, Greg? Well, since you took everything that I was thinking about this track, then I'm just going to say, yeah, good, great, great. Go listen. No, I like I, it's really hard for me to not gravitate to Olivia Jean and just go, oh my God, listen to Olivia Jean. She's she's awesome. She's amazing. I'm a huge fan of her sound. We both are. We had the the fortune of seeing her live, and I want to focus though on on April March with this and that the the resume the resume of like you said she's an animator trained by disney she's animated for Pee Wee herman ren and stimpy madonna the archie comics you know steve ditko she did that work and then she comes out with this really awesome song and it makes me look at my resume and just like you know what ignore me like i i'm not cool april march is cool this song is cool you you brought it up the popping hi-hat, that thumping bass that lay the framework for this track that is just, it's pure fun. what makes that that fun is kind of what i talked about before like it's just got that throwback coolness to it and like there's a reason that we gravitated to her towards some of this sound you know 50 or 60 years ago of just this french go-go dancing kind of it's it's a well, i'm trying to, to say I'm trying is to that it's the flaming hot cheetos of 60s french go-go dancers there you go there's a reason that this sound was so popular, you know, 50 or 60 years ago. Like, I go back to that birth of cool idea of the, the just the, that, like you said, the fun factor of this song. And whether it's just kind of the kitschiness of a song sung in French with the style that the song is bringing on and what we talked about in the go-go and the rockabilly and just that, that dance vibe. And again, not to sound like some old guy, but they just, they don't make songs like this anymore. And I'm just, I'm so appreciative of what April March and Olivia Jean and their entire band are doing here to just bring this back to the surface and make sure that we all experience just the the joy that comes out of this type of music. I, I just, I, I could listen to this song every single day and twice on Sunday. Twice? You must get up early. The I don't. 
<laughs> I don't at all. I sleep in on Sundays. I, the except when I'm rudely awakened by the dustman. Alonzi, had it been released five years ago, I could imagine somewhere in some room Jeff Russo going, "Hey, I've got a great idea for this. We're going to put this on the Legion soundtrack. It's fun. It's poppy. It's got that '60s vibe." My mind immediately was drawn to that kind of sense of of Legion soundtrack and the Pavarola by Serge Gainsbourg, it's this 60s French-inspired sound that is up to its eyeballs in fun and audible imagery. And to to take Olivia Jean, who physically and audibly embodies kind of that 60s fun sound as well. Um, I don't know how you'd physically embody 60s fun sound, but follow me here. The Google, you'll figure it out. Yeah, style that I could never achieve. Dress, dress for the job, or dress for the uh, the decade that you want, not the decade you're in. And with that, just go check out April March and Olivia Jean Alonzi, uh, the split seven inch Palladium EP. Palladium now. (laughs) Palladium. Oh my god. Uh, Read it phonetically. (laughs) Release their split seven inch Paladin with. a 20 in constitution, <laughs> an 18 in strength, and great saving throws versus frost breath. Roll seven for dexterity via Erd Main Records. <laughs> I like to talk the good English and put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Emphasis. Their split seven inch Palladium EP out now via Third Man Records. Check it out. Enjoy. Greg, take us home. <sighs> Country road. We get this feeling quite often, but there's a moment in music. I can't music- fight this feeling anymore. That feeling as well. There's a moment in musical discovery where you hit play and your only response in the most Keanu Reeves sense is, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Whoa. This next and track... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't You Kill My Dog, Now I'm Gonna Kill You All. No, 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 no. But I love her, man. Where is she? Johnny, Re- Utah, I'm not gonna tell you, but I love her, man. Point break aside. Don't shoot your bullets into the sky. The next track we're talking about is that Whoa, and it's from Callie, and the song is I Just Wanna. I 
Flanagan going by first name Callie, whose debut EP Circles is out May 7th, embodies an untarnished sense of exploration, I guess is the only way that I could put it with I Just Wanna. The track blends pieces of club style, kind of that bright, dancey beat sound, but carries an airy thread throughout that caught my attention and still has me captured by the concoction of creativity. Oh, Ooh. And she's 16. Well, now I just have nothing to talk about. Callie firmly plants herself in the likes of Freedom Fry and Geo Wolf, which is this electro blend of sunshine paired with airy vocals that embody sunny days, warm nights, regardless of where you may be geographically. I Just Wanna is a prime example of this. Kind of like we talked about in the previous songs. There's this this energy and this brightness that comes from just the execution of this particular track. That just, it made me feel good and it's something we need more of. I'm going to try and tie this back to Jitensha for a minute and talking about the that classically trained piece. And you brought up Callie's age, which... I know every time we talk about like, oh my God, this person is so young. Isn't it amazing that they actually can do something? Like, I that's not what we mean here. We're not trying to be like the, the surprised old guys here. But yes. Well done, you whippersnapper. She grew up you know, playing recitals and covering Beatles songs, taking private lessons, like learning just different aspects of music and is releasing music at at the age of 16, which when I was 16, I was not even remotely entertaining the idea of doing anything like that. And what strikes me about this track is her ability to bridge that old and new sound together. What I mean by that is like, I mean, you listen to this and it's got all of the garage band elements and just kind of those, you know, baffled vocals that you could expect on a church's album, you know, like that voice going, I just want to and all these modern effects, but then you've got this amazing funky disco breakdown in the chorus that just shows Callie's just got a grasp on music in general and how to weave them together and just craft craft these tracks in a way that like they they bridge time and just create just this fantastic sound. I there there you go. Back to you.
I don't want to get fixated on the age thing here because I'm going to be completely honest about this. I think more people need to realize this, that uh, just because someone's 16, you're only 16 one year. After that, you just get older. And then eventually you get into your 20s, you release another album, and you're just another 20-something releasing an album. That's not the point we're fixated on here is not the age because age and ability don't necessarily go hand in hand. You don't just become a better musician with age. I still am a mediocre guitar player and I'm getting old. There are a lot younger people that are really good guitar players. What needs to be recognized here, though, is Callie's ability to put this all together, as you pointed out, kind of that that church's sentiments with the vocals, that uh, just the energy, that funky breakdown at the chorus, all these things, all these elements that come together, regardless of age, are just a, a really well-executed conglomeration of pieces that become this track. And you can listen to I Just Want... I Just Wanta. <laughs> you can listen to I Just Wanna... And you can easily just skim over all of that and just purely enjoy the song, which is absolutely an appropriate thing to do. If you want, you can spend a little bit more time with her. You can listen to it and really try and dissect all these little elements that go into it. Either way, what you have in front of you is just a very well-built vision. And the last thing I want to say about this is that for those who scoff at the all ages under 21 venues, that no good music will come out of that. Callie should make you rethink that. This may sound weird to say because you would... Th- it does. Oh, sorry. No, let me try that again. <laughs> Coming from you, well... <laughs> I have nothing but normal things to say all the time. <laughs> Mr. Normal Cheeto hands, doodah, doodah. <laughs> I got Cheeto dust on my notes again. Um, that's what I should have done. If I was stuck in the forest... And I needed it, and I needed forest. to get my trail. Just wipe each tree with Cheeto dust, and that way, like you don't need breadcrumbs. You just need cheat. Just need flaming hot Cheetos powder that you just put a Cheeto-y handprint on them, and then you'll find your way back. Like the orcs in Lord of the Rings, just on the tree, Cheeto orc. The hand of Cheeto Kai. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, again, what what strikes me so much about what Callie is doing here is like you listen to this and you you realize that she is a fan of music and that may sound weird to say that a musician is is a fan of music because you you would think people who are creating music like music but you just you get this sense what one would think one would think but you just get this sense of reverence for the the music and the style that came before you and being able to have that appreciation and be able to take it forward into creating that new thing again. And you're trying to throw me off. It's not going to work. <laughs> he did. He did. Damn it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> take that. And again, I just, I feel like this is a common theme for this week is these are all, these are all musicians that, that love their craft, love their art, love this idea of music and what they can do with it. And they all approached it from different places. And just kind of closing this out, you know, if if you want a track that feels fresh and new and also has this link to, you know, this this great funky disco past, this is a wonderful track to to bridge generations and Again, I just, I love what Callie is doing here with I Just Wanna. So go check it out. 
Okay. <laughs> Whoa. I will. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there. If you have an idea or a topic that you think we should discuss in the Nanobot Rock mixtape, hit us up. Let us know. Send it by Courier Pigeon. Clay will tell you all about how you can get in contact with us. In the meantime, keep listening to and keep supporting local and independent music. That, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for spending time with us. <laughs> I guess I'm glad that you guys spent time with us this week. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Nanobot Rock. You can find us on the web, nanobotrock.com. Send us your submissions to info at nanobotrock.com. We love to hear from bands. We love to hear from artists. We love to hear from bands of artists and artists of bands and managers and friends. And I think my brain is broken again this week. Send us your submissions. Whether you're a manager, a member of the band, a friend of the band, you heard about this band, you saw a billboard and got inspired and thought, I want to just send something to someone, just send it to us. We just love to hear from people. We're lonely. We're bored. It's a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) That's Clay's cry for help. We'll see you next time. This is for the two people who made it this far. (laughs) Please, I just need someone to talk to. I just want to be an FBI agent.